and welcome to the Bella Grace podcast, where we are empowering you to embrace the beautiful grace found in recovering your authentic self. And we are doing that this season by sharing stories of people who have found recovery, who are living a sober life and who are having fun doing it. So normally I have a guest on to tell their story, uh, but this weekend was my birthday weekend. And so that is why I look so tan if you are watching this on YouTube. Um, But yeah, it was my birthday weekend and I had so much fun celebrating with some of my friends, some of which have been on this podcast and you've heard their stories and some of my other friends who you haven't had the chance to meet yet, but I'm sure you will. Um, But yeah, so I wanted to make a quick episode this week and just talk about how you can start your own sober journey. So many of my friends are living a sober life and, and loving it and having fun doing it. And then I have my friends that are, um, my husband and my, our friends. um, And so some of them drink and some of them don't. And What I realized this weekend was that when I was drinking, I was the type of person who, when I started drinking, there was no stopping it. Um, I was going to drink until I passed out. And that was just, that was just how it was. Um, I had no off switch and I was hanging out with some friends today for a birthday party of one of our kiddos. And there were quite a few of our friends who were there having fun, enjoying the birthday party, had a beer or two and were fine. That wasn't me when I was drinking. I did not have that ability. I didn't have an off switch. And so that's why I decided to go sober. And when I decided to go sober, I was one of the only people I knew that was sober. I've said before on the podcast that I have one uncle um, who lived a sober life. And I have one aunt who's like a second mother to me who, when I was growing up, I hardly, I, I never saw her drunk. Um, she'd have a drink or two, a margarita here and there, but she never got drunk. But outside of that, I didn't really have a model for how to live a sober life without alcohol. Um, I had been sober from drugs for a long time, but not from alcohol. And I really had to kind of forge my own path and figure it out on my own. And that can be scary. That can be daunting. And it can scare some people away from deciding to live a sober life. So I wanted to hop on here and give you some tips for starting your own sober journey. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw a post about this this week. And I have a blog post up about it on my website. I'll link my Instagram and the website below. It'll be the link that says all about the Bella Grace Co. And you can go to that link and learn all about what the Bella Grace Co. is and the services that we offer because We're more than just a podcast. We offer one-on-one coaching sessions for people who are wanting to start a sober journey or for people who are already sober but want a little bit more out of life. They want to be able to set some goals and achieve them. They want to start living their life on purpose with purpose. They want to start living out their purpose um, 
I can help them do that through my one-on-one coaching. I also offer a self-paced course where you can, it's called Cultivating an Abundantly Fulfilling Life in Recovery. And all that really is, is it's relearning how to have fun, learning new coping mechanisms, and really setting a vision for what you want your life to look at in the years to come. And developing a plan to achieve those goals that actually works because we all know we have high and lofty goals and then Monday rolls around and life gets the best of us and those goals kind of go to the wayside. And before you know it, another year has passed and you're still not doing those things that you dreamed of doing. And so what this course does is it takes you from where you are now to where you want to be by developing a plan that actually works and by figuring out how you have fun um, so that you have that fun to fall back on when the course for change gets tough. And so you can find out all the information on that and how to get started via the link below the All About Bella Grace Co. link. So anyway... All right, so we are going to dive into how to start your own recovery journey. I realized this weekend I was, I spent, oh my goodness, so much time with my friends. Um, My husband is celebrating one of our good friends this weekend. It's his bachelor party. And so my friends really took the reins and made sure that I had a great birthday since my hubs couldn't be here. So It started Thursday. We celebrated one of our other friends. It was her birthday. And so we did a Y2K skate party. It was so fun. We got all dressed up and went skating. And I was sore the entire next day because I haven't used all those muscles in so long. But so that was a lot of fun. That was Thursday night. Friday, I spent the entire day with my daughter. We did the Sweet Tooth Hotel, which is like a really cool interactive museum here in Dallas. And it's got eight eight or nine different rooms, maybe 10. And they're all themed differently. And you can go through and take pictures for your Instagram. Um, you can take all kinds of fun pictures. There's like an Alice in Wonderland themed room. There's a donut room. There's a room with a big, huge like round bed that says sweet dreams. There's a bathroom. My daughter took pictures in the bathtub. That was really cool. (laughs) And then there was a room that was full of cameras. And so you're like in this room and the artist that designed this room, his intent was to show us that we're always around a camera. Like there is never any telling when you're being filmed and when you're not. And so we're kind of always on show um, for the world. And it was just really cool. You're in this room and there's a hundred cameras pointed at you and you can see yourself on the screen, but you don't know which camera is recording you. It's a really kind of eerie, but eye opening experience of where we are as a society. And then there was like a rainbow room, but yeah, if you haven't done it, I highly suggest it. It's a great sober activity to do with friends. It was, I think like $25 per person, $20 per person, not crazy. And there is a bar at the end, but they do make some pretty good mocktails. So if you just go in there, ask the bartender to make you a mocktail, it's a really fun experience. Um, And it's usually not packed during the day. So you would have the bar to yourself and just sit there with your friends and have some cool mocktails in a cool environment. 
So anyway, we did that on Friday and then we had lunch at a really cool Asian street food place in Deep Ellum here in Dallas. And the waitress hooked us up with some great mocktails. It was something off the menu and they just made it virgin for us, but it was fun. My daughter and I got to sit there and have fun drinks and have fun food and just celebrate my birthday. And it was amazing to be able to do that and be present and drive us around and not have to worry about being drunk in front of my kid or having to call us an Uber or getting lost downtown like I've done so many times when I've been drinking. Um, So it was really fun. So that's a good, fun, sober activity that you can do in Dallas if you're from Dallas or if you're coming to visit anytime soon. Highly suggest both of those. And then Friday night, I spent the night with my one of my really good friends. She came over. We did face masks. We watched a scary movie. We popped popcorn. We ate cake. It was great. Um, And she's been one of my really good friends through all of this season of my life who has been there to pray with me, to stand with me, to sit with me, just to be there for me. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about later on in the episode is having a support system, but she has been integral in my support system um, in these early years of sobriety. And so I'm really grateful for her. And then on uh, Saturday morning, let me get my day straight. um, My friend, Joe, you can go back and hear his story. Um, His story was about growing up Latino and being a sober Latino. And so he was on the podcast earlier this season. I believe he was the first person this season that I interviewed. So if you haven't heard his episode, I highly suggest you going back and doing that because his episode was powerful. But he and my friend Tracy came over on Saturday morning and we made um, chocolate chip pancakes, blueberry pancakes, and we had no mosas. <laughs> um, f- this brand called Frey, uh, F-R-E, uh, has a really good de-alcoholized champagne if, you, if that's your thing and you're okay with that then I highly suggest it. It's a really good one. It's not super sweet, so it's good to make no mosas is what we call them, the no alcohol mimosas. And so that's what we did on Saturday morning, and it was amazing. We had great conversation. Nobody got drunk. Um, <laughs> we just enjoyed each other's company and had meaningful conversation. And then we went to the pool with another set of my friends. And these two girls... I'm really thankful for them. They they both drink. They're not heavy drinkers. They'll have a, a drink here and there. They'll have one or two, whatever. Like, But they have supported me in my recovery. And I actually hang out with these two girls and their, um, their spouse or her, one of their spouses anyway. Um, at least once a month, we have our, our group outing and we go out and do stuff. And they are both like really great at helping me look for mocktails on the menu. They'll scope out the non-alcoholic beer and say, hey, Teresa, they have five options for you to choose from. They're super supportive of my sobriety, and I love them for that, and I'm so thankful. And actually, at the pool, um, our first round of drinks, I had a Red Bull because I was dying. I was no energy. (laughs) And so I had a Red Bull And they had their drinks, whatever. And then the second round, um, I said, I'm going to go in and see if the bartender can make me a mocktail. 
And they said, you know what? We we want one too. And so we all three went in. We ordered a mocktail. The bartender was great. He was excited to uh, make us mocktails. He said, this is actually on our menu. Gave us the name of it. He said, next time you come, you just ask for this and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. So kudos to that bartender because we've run into a few bartenders along the way in different places that kind of scoff at us. Like, you mean you want something without alcohol? Like, why are you here? And I always just like to like spread the word of anybody who's out there that's a bartender. If you encounter someone who comes up to your bar and orders something other than soda or tonic from you and requests no alcohol, like be kind to us. Not all of us are strong in our sobriety yet. We may be struggling. We may be at your bar because it's a requirement of work. We may be at your bar because, you know, like me, it's a group of friends and this is a tradition, but we really need some options because without options, we're going to drink. Um, So just be mindful of that. You never know why someone is asking for something without alcohol in it. Be kind, please. Be a nice human. Don't scoff at us. Don't say, seriously, you don't want alcohol? Um, because it can it can cause a trigger. It can cause someone to slip. Um, and our recovery is not your responsibility, but it is nice to not be treated as less than just because we choose not to drink. I digress. <laughs> um, but kudos, shout out to that bartender at the village. I did not get his name. I wish I would have because he was great. But anyway, so we were at the village and then we went to Exo, Exo here in Dallas. And I'm telling you all of this in case you're looking for something to do that's fun, that doesn't require you to drink. These are some options. Um, So we went to XOXO as a group of girls. We all wore green because green is my favorite color. Everybody looked beautiful. We had so much fun. Um, And the staff at XOXO was great. We had a table of 10. And out of the 10, I would say probably 50% of us are non-alcoholics like we we drink non-alcoholic drinks and so the waitress was patient she was kind she was great I think at first she was like uh you don't want alcohol and my friend said that sounds a little discriminatory (laughs) and that was the end of that she was like cool with the rest of us like it was it was a good experience. I think it was just that little bit of a wake up call that, hey, you don't have to treat us different just because we're not drinking alcohol. We're still paying for our drinks. Like we're still paying customers, but she was great. Um, the atmosphere at XOXO is a lot of fun. There were probably five mocktail options on their menu. It was great. It was a great experience with friends. We all got dolled up. It is a little bit high end. So just heads up like it is a fancy dinner place, but lots of great opportunities for Instagram pics. It's all pink and green in there. It's beautiful and it's a lot of fun. There's music. You can dance. There's the garden. There's the restaurant. Um, there's a speakeasy if you're comfortable going in and doing that sort of thing. But yeah, just wanted to fill you guys in on what I did this weekend and how you can truly have fun being sober And not feel pressured to drink. Like you can still do all the things. I went to the pool. I went, 
you know, we had a, a pool day. We went into a fancy dinner. We had fun at this interactive museum. Like we had Asian street food at a really trendy place in Deep Ellum. So you can still have fun while you're sober. So if you want to see any of the highlights from this weekend, check out the locations that we went to. You can look on my Instagram page. It'll be linked below, like I said earlier. And I had a highlight reel on my stories, uh, but I will go ahead and post that to my page and I'll highlight it in my highlights. I will probably put it in like Sober Dallas, um, the highlight that's called Sober Dallas. So keep an eye out for it there. I will do that tonight. So when this episode goes live tomorrow on Monday, you should be able to see them. So anyway, all right, let's dive into my five tips for starting your sober journey. So it can be super scary. It can be daunting. You can feel like you might be ostracized by your family and friends when you decide to go sober. Um, You might be afraid of what they might say, what they might do. They might not want you to come around anymore. It can be scary. Um, Excuse me. I went years on the fence of like, I want to be sober, but I don't want to be ostracized. Like, what am I going to do when we're spending the entire day at our friend's pool and I'm the only one drinking? How am I? I'm going to be bored. These they're going to drive me nuts. Like I was just like on the fence. Like, what are they going to think? And when I finally did go sober, the first hangout was a little weird. They were like, wait, you're not drinking? Why? But then I kind of explained it to them. A couple hangouts later, they were like, oh, we keep forgetting you're not drinking. Like, it, nothing has changed. And one of my friends even said, all these years I thought you were, you were crazy. Uh, all these years I thought alcohol made you crazy. Nope, turns out you were just crazy. <laughs> But it just goes to show that what you think alcohol is doing for your personality and your social life, it actually isn't. That's actually you like and it's actually like dampening your true personality. And if you would allow yourself the time to rediscover your true self, um, you'll be a lot more comfortable in letting it shine through and letting people see the real you instead of the lubricated you that has been drowned down by alcohol or weed or whatever, whatever your drug of choice is. And so my first tip for starting your recovery journey is to set realistic goals. So when I decided to go sober, I said, okay, I'm going to do this for 30 days. Um, And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it one day at a time. I'm not going to drink today and I'm going to try not to drink tomorrow and I'll just see how long I stay sober. And so here I am two and a half years later and still haven't had a drink. I had an accidental drink because a bar accidentally served me wine instead of kombucha and I took a drink and I don't even like the taste of wine anymore. Like I can't really stand the smell of it. I took it into my mouth and immediately spit it back up into the cup. (laughs) My husband was like, what's wrong? I said, they served me wine. It's burning my tongue. Go get me some water. (laughs) It was really bad. But other than that, like it's been two and a half years and I haven't had a drink since. And 
But it started with me really setting realistic goals for myself. I had become an everyday drinker. We, not all day, every day, but every day. Every evening we had a drink. And so it was it was up in the air whether or not I was going to make it through an entire evening without pouring a drink. So I seriously set some realistic goals like I'm not going to drink for today. Maybe for you that's I'm not going to drink this hour. I'm not going to drink this hour over and over until you make it through the day. Uh, because for some people, it is difficult. If you are physically dependent on alcohol, it can be dangerous to quit cold turkey. If you are an all-day, everyday drinker, the best option for you is to enter a detox or to go to a doctor, your family doctor, in an emergency situation, you could go to the ER, but seek medical professional um, help in order to detox from alcohol if you know that you are physically dependent on it. If you cannot go an hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is without a drink, I would highly suggest some medical treatment for your detox. Uh, but if you're a little bit more like me and it was just evening drinks or weekend binge drinker, something like that, then yeah, you can probably do it on your own and just try to set some realistic goals. Um, and don't beat yourself up if you mess up. Like, it doesn't matter if you slip up and you said, okay, I'm just not going to drink tonight. And then tonight at 10 o'clock, you pour yourself a vodka soda or a glass of wine. That's okay. Just dust yourself off and say, okay, you know what? I slipped up. Tomorrow's a new day and I'm going to start over again. Just give yourself some grace. It's not easy. It is really hard to change the way that your mind reacts to stressful stimuli. So if you had a crummy day at work and you normally have a glass of wine after a crummy day at work, guess what? Your brain is automatically going to start setting you in motion to have that glass of wine after work. So it is going to take a lot more than just willpower to keep you from reaching for that glass of wine. So give yourself grace, set some realistic goals, and don't be too hard on yourself. So that's number one, set realistic goals. Number two is find a support system. So recovery can be lonely, especially if the majority of your friends use or drink, right? Like I was saying, all of my friends drank when I decided to go sober. And so it it was lonely. It was like, oh, well, I'm going to be the only one not drinking. I'm the only one who needs a special menu. I'm the only one. Like it always felt like I was the only one until I started putting myself out there, telling people my story, letting them know where I was. And then I started to realize that there were a bunch of people around me who weren't drinking too. And I started to build the support system. So like I said, at my birthday party this weekend, 50% of the women at the table do not drink. That's huge because whenever I feel lonely, normally I would have called a friend and we would have gone to the bar. Now I call a friend and they come over and we watch a movie. 
<laughs> it's a huge difference. And we talk things out. I'm not just drowning my problems in alcohol. I'm actually getting to the root of the problem and figuring out what's really going on and talking through it with someone. So having a good support system is super important. A support system can also look like a sober circle. If you listened to our episode uh, with Amanda, the yoga instructor, she was on last week. So if you listen to our episode, she talks thoroughly in depth about sober circles. She talked about sober sisters, um, sober, the sober in Dallas movement. She, there were some others. You can go back and listen to her episode and, and figure out what she was talking about in there. But there are more options than just traditional AA and A. Uh, there are lots of sober communities out there. If you just hop on Instagram and search sober community, sober group, sober in your city, there are tons of people who are living a sober life and who would love to partner with you and be your support system, even if it is virtual. Who cares? We live in a virtual world. Hop on a Zoom and talk to these people. Get to know them. Set a time every week to just sit down and talk to each other. Me, as a sober coach, like I help my clients set goals, um, make plans, and see them through. So I am somewhat of a support system, but it is important to have someone outside of just your therapist, your coach, um, your sponsor. Like You need to have a group of friends who support you. Who can listen to you talk about whatever it is that's bothering you? Like this weekend, um, Joe and I were talking about um, non-alcoholic beer and how everyone's view on it is different. And he had one friend tell him that it was a slippery slope and he had someone else tell him something else. And I said, Joe, it's up to you. Like this is your sober journey. Whatever works for you. I said, for me, I really it's really all about just having a fun drink in my hand. Like if I'm having a really stressful day, I want to go sit out on my back porch and just sip on something cold. I want to have something that tastes good, looks good, feels good, just, you know, something cold and refreshing. During the winter, I want to have something warm and comforting. And so I said, and during the summer, I like the taste of an IPA. I like the taste of a cold beer. And so for me, the non-alcoholic beer is great. And so having that support system between Joe and me, I was able to like talk with him about it. And he was like, yeah, I, I feel the same way. And then we talked about like the actual natural properties of like hop flowers and how NA beers have hop flowers in them. And how hop flowers naturally kind of relax you. That's just their natural, naturally occurring property. And he was like, oh, okay. I said, yeah. So that's why I like to have a non-alcoholic beer sometimes. Or like the hop waters. All the same thing. It's just naturally calming. And sometimes you need that. But the whole point of this was to say like, had Joe and I not had that conversation, he may not have known this and he may have been holding himself back from something that could really help him in his sober journey. So it is important to have a circle of sober friends who you can bounce ideas off of, who you can talk things through with. So I just that's 
Number two is find a support system so that you don't feel so lonely in recovery because I guarantee you, you are not alone. There are hundreds of thousands of Americans out there living a sober life and having so much fun doing it. So don't do it by yourself. Get you a support system. All right. Number three is take care of yourself. Recovery is not just about overcoming the addiction. It's about taking care of yourself. So this means eating healthy, getting enough sleep, and exercising regularly. So taking care of yourself so that you feel mentally and physically better. So when you stop drugs and alcohol, your body is going to naturally detox. It's going to get rid of all those toxins that you've taken in from the drugs and alcohol. And so you'll be tired. You might feel whatever withdrawal symptoms are associated with whatever substance you've been using. But after you need, you really need to like focus on your physical health. So why? Because recovery sobriety can be stressful because you actually have to deal with your emotions. You actually have to deal with the feelings that you're feeling um, because you don't have drugs and alcohol to mask them anymore. And that can be stressful. That can be overwhelming to your nervous system. So it's important to have a physical activity regimen, an exercise routine that you can do to go out and release some endorphins, get some stress out, and just generally like relieve yourself of some of the feelings that you're feeling because it can be overwhelming. Suddenly you are dealing with everything head on and you don't have that buffer of drugs and alcohol to help you. So I highly suggest like walking, treadmill, punching bag, (laughs) boxing classes, yoga, whatever you like. Um, Find something that you enjoy doing. There has to be something physical that you enjoy doing. Maybe it's just chair exercises with some little baby weights, something to get those endorphins going and to make yourself feel better. It's also going to help... your self-esteem. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel like you look good, whatever. That's also a boost for your sobriety journey. I have a post, a blog post and an Instagram post about this. You can click the show notes below and go to that all about Bella Grace co link and you can read the blog post there. And it's all about why exercise and a healthy Um, eating routine are important in your recovery journey. So if you haven't read that, I highly suggest you go back and read that. Check out that Instagram post for more information on taking care of yourself and why it's so important in recovery. All right. So number four is learning coping skills. So just like I said, recovery can be stressful and it's important to develop coping skills to deal with stress and triggers because they're going to happen because you no longer have drugs and alcohol to help you deal with those stress and triggers. So earlier I was talking about the self-paced course that I have. This is a big chunk of that course is learning new coping skills The module in that course is called uh, Remember When, and it's all about cultivating true joy in your life, true childlike joy. And the reason we do that is because those things that bring you joy 
can be your coping mechanisms that can take the place of what drugs and alcohol used to do. So I have you walk through this exercise of like remembering the things that used to bring you childlike joy. For me, it was painting, cooking, taking pictures, going for walks. I used to love to just like play outside in the dirt. I used to play kitchen and I'd cook fake meals. I used to love to color. I've always loved to write. And so in early sobriety, those were the things that I did when I felt stressed or triggered. I would um, go into my art room, which is where I am filming this from, and I have a dresser full of art supplies. And so I would just come in here and start gluing stuff together, start painting stuff, whatever it was to kind of distract myself and get past that trigger so that I didn't drink. Um, Sometimes I would go for a walk around my neighborhood. One side of our neighborhood is really wooded and it has a lot of trees and it's really pretty. So I used to go walk on that side of the neighborhood because for me, a good coping skill is to get into nature and to just enjoy the green and look at the trees and the flowers and the bugs, like just seeing nature happen around me reminds me of how tiny my existence is and how my problem that I'm facing right now is not really that big in the grand scheme of things. So I invite you to find new coping skills. What is it? Is it running? Is it photography? Is it bike riding? Is it rollerblading? What brings you true joy? Is it cooking a really great meal and sharing it with somebody? Is it reading a book in your favorite chair? What is your coping skill now that you don't have drugs and alcohol to fall back on. It is super important to have this because you will be triggered. You will. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. When you stop using drugs and alcohol to cope with life, you will be triggered. Something will upset you so bad that you want to drink. So you need to have something that you can do instead of that. And it's different for everybody. Some people go to meetings. Some people talk to someone. Um, This is where a coach or a counselor or a support friend, a peer recovery support person um, can come in handy. Someone who understands addiction, someone who understands sobriety that you can hop on the phone with and talk through this situation with. That can be really helpful. That goes back up to having a good support system. But even talking can be a coping skill. Journaling, you just journal, just write it out, just thought dump everything that is happening and how it makes you feel. Just get it out. You've that's basically what a coping skill does is it helps you get the emotions out of you so that you can process them as they exit, right? So the anger is leaving you through the activity of taking a kickboxing class so that you can think about why am I mad? What is driving this emotion? And then you can try to start to figure out, okay, I get triggered when there's extreme traffic on the highway. Okay, so how about you find a different way home? Maybe it's through the side streets so that you don't have to get on the highway. Yeah, it might take you a little bit longer, but guess what? You don't have the stress 
of sitting in bumper to bumper traffic for five to 10 minutes shorter than it would take you to go the leisurely way through the neighborhood streets. So you can start to uncover what is driving your desire to drink by taking the time to actually process those emotions and then get them expelled (laughs) through your new coping mechanism. So I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, holler at me. My contact information is always in the show notes. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. My email is always in the show notes. So if that doesn't make sense, let me know and we'll talk it through. All right. So number five for starting your recovery journey is to celebrate your successes. So recovery is a journey. It is not a destination. It is a journey. And so it's important to celebrate your successes along the way, whether it's a day sober, an hour sober, a minute sober, celebrate it and take time to acknowledge your progress and be proud of yourself. For years, you have been using drugs and alcohol to cope with every single life stressor that you encounter. Um, the you're running late for work. It's an excuse to drink at the end of the day. You want to quit your job because you hate your boss. It's an excuse to sneak out to the car and go smoke a joint. Up until this point, you have been fully relying on something from the outside to alter your state of mind to help you deal with life. And now suddenly you're not doing that. And you are having to process all of this stuff on your own. So give yourself some grace. Allow yourself some time to grow. Don't beat yourself up if you fail. Failure is an opportunity to learn and grow. So just view failure from that lens of like, okay, I slipped up, but I know that XYZ led to this slip up. And when that starts to arise next time, I know that I need to switch paths and do something else so that I don't end up drinking. And so use each failure slip up as an opportunity to learn and grow, but celebrate those successes no matter how big or small. Seriously, like if you make it through dinner with colleagues at work and don't drink, that is a win. Especially if every time you went out for dinner with your colleagues, y'all got wasted. Guess what? Making it through one dinner, that is a huge win. Celebrate it. If you totally avoided the wine aisle at the grocery store on Sunday during your family grocery shopping day, celebrate it. That's a win. Like every little win needs to be celebrated because they are all special And they are all moving you towards the life that you want to live and that you envision for yourself. And I think this is just a bonus tip. I would suggest that if you are on the fence about going sober, I would say sit down and write out what your life would look like if you were sober. What would your life look like? Like, would you be able to accomplish more goals? Would you be more present for your kids? 
Would you be able to say yes to more events because you don't have to worry about a hangover keeping you from doing certain things? Would you be able to do more activities because you're not hungover the next day? Would you have more energy? Would you feel better? Would your Mondays not suck as bad? Would you get more done at work because you weren't hungover? Really sit down and think about like how your life could be different if you decided to go sober. Yes, there's going to be the initial awkward phase of having to tell everybody that you've decided to go sober. Yes, there's going to be the occasional bartender who's rude to you for ordering a non-alcoholic drink. Yes, there's going to be the nights that you could have stayed out partying with everybody and maybe you missed out on the shenanigans that happened at 3 a.m. But guess what? The next morning you wake up and you're fresh and ready to go and hit the ground running and everyone else is going to be hungover in bed until about 11. (laughs) Just think about it. Think about how different your life could be if you weren't drinking. How much more productive would you be? How many more goals could you get checked off the list if alcohol and drugs weren't holding you back? And I want you to think about all the things that you have missed out on. All the things, like all the times that you had to be taken home because you were too drunk. Or the times you missed out on because you were in jail from drugs and alcohol. Think about the times that you missed out on with your family. Just look at it from those two sides of the coin. How life could be without alcohol and how life has been with with alcohol or drugs. Maybe that'll help you decide whether or not it's time to cut ties with your drug of choice. What's it costing you at this point? So I know that choosing to go sober can be scary. I know that choosing to go sober sounds insane to some people. I know that thinking of life without weed, Coke, Molly, booze, wine, vodka, whiskey, beer sounds awful. To some people, that sounds like hell. But I just want to tell you that it's not. There is a life of freedom in sobriety. You're no longer chained to being hungover. You're no longer chained to having to sneak outside to smoke your weed. You are no longer tied to having to hide certain parts of your life from your family and friends. There's no more shame. There's no more guilt. There's no more having to be embarrassed the next day. There's no more having to apologize for the crap that you did. There's laughter and yes, there's pain, but you get to remember 
the joy that came after you actually processed that pain. And instead of waking up in 15 years and saying, oh my gosh, I've been drinking for the last 15 years because I didn't want to have to deal with the fact that my dad died and I didn't handle it well. Instead, you can say, you know what? My dad died. He lived a great life. He instilled some great wisdom on me. And I am going to try to use my pain to help someone else. So that is what I have this week. I hope that these tips can help you in your recovery journey. help you to start your recovery journey. I hope that they will give you a starting place. Maybe if you're already in recovery, they will help you remember some tips and tools. Maybe you've fallen off on the community part. Maybe you have strayed away from your support system. Um, I just want to invite you to get back out there and remember what brings you true joy. Celebrate your successes, no matter how big or small. Um, Learn some new coping skills. You might find something that you knew that you enjoy, a new activity that you want to try. And just love on yourself. Take care of your mental health and your physical health because that is the most important part of sobriety. So I hope you will be well, be kind, and may you find some joy this week. Bye.